Tech is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the intersections of technology and ministry. It is part of the podcast network sponsored by Wells, the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Our show today is hosted by Martin Spriggs and Sally Draper. Welcome back, everybody, to Wells Tech. This is episode 696, recorded on December 12th, 2022. My name is Martin Spriggs, and Wells Tech is a show about technology and ministry and where those two intersect. Joining me, as usual, from North Mankato, Minnesota, Sally Draper. Hello, Sally. Hello, Martin. Welcome to Christmas week on Wells Tech. A little bit early, but this is the last show we'll record before um, that wonderful holiday arrives. And um, we're excited to be here. This is the 15th time we've recorded a Christmas show, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And so I want to extend a merry and blessed Christmas to our Wells Tech listeners and viewers. And As we approach the new year, we're planning new stuff, so we're excited about that process as well. But one thing that we do on this show, almost without fail, I don't know how long we've been doing this, but it's been quite a while, is uh, we try and find an esteemed colleague and uh, somebody from the Center for Mission and Ministry, or back in the old days, the Synod Administration Building, uh, who would share a little Christmas joy, and we could talk a little bit about what they do and and those kinds of things. And we are blessed to have Pastor Dan Sims, Director of Wells Christian Aid and Relief, on with us today. Hey, Dan. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, great of you to join us. I'm sure you're busy this time of year as well with not just personal, but professional stuff. And that's what we're interested in in finding out. But maybe before we jump to what Christian Aid and Relief is and all the great stuff you guys are doing there, tell us a little bit about Dan Sims, yourself, position, background, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So as you said at the beginning, I, I get to serve as the director of Wells Christian Aid and Relief. Uh, which is uh, one of our synod's compassion ministries. So we can talk more about that uh, in a little bit. So uh, I'm a Michigan boy. I grew up uh, just outside of Flint, Michigan, uh, where my dad was an auto worker. Uh, Did my my schooling at Good Shepherd Lutheran School in Burton, Michigan, then on to Michigan Lutheran Seminary for high school and Northwestern College and Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary for uh, pastoral studies, of course. And I've had the privilege of serving three congregations uh, in Wisconsin, uh, Risen Savior in McFarland, uh, Zion in Columbus, and Emmanuel in Manitowoc, uh, before the Lord uh, extended me the call through his church to serve in my present position. What was it about the call that was most uh, interesting, appealing? What was the draw for Christian Aid and Relief coming out of the parish into a into kind of a, you know, a stationary uh, executive position with, yeah. with all us other folks here at the Center for, for Mission and Ministry. What was it? Yeah. You know, it was kind of a scary thing to do to leave parish ministry, which is uh, mm-hmm. obviously what I was trained for and what I've been doing for my, you know, my whole ministry. Uh, but I, I really saw this uh, one as a tremendous opportunity to expand a kind of ministry um, that I think is is really important for our church body going forward, and that's compassion ministry, um, caring for people who are hurting. Um, I, I saw it just personally as an opportunity for growth. 
um, because when do you grow? You grow when you do things that maybe are a little out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I saw it as an opportunity to do that. And, and just also to serve the, uh, the synod that I dearly love uh, and, and help us get better at what we do. So you hinted a little to compassion ministry. Can you tell us a little bit deeper uh, explanation of uh, the purpose of Christian aid and relief? Yeah. So as I said, we're we're a compassion ministry, which really means, you know, helping those who are hurting. Um, kind of our theme passage comes from Galatians chapter six, and it says, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family uh, of believers. Um, so our, our purpose is really to help people who are hurting. And we we do that in three main activities. There's disaster relief, which kind of everybody seems to know about us. Um, we, uh, we, for example, our, our latest deployment has been down to Florida with Hurricane Ian relief. Uh, we go in and help them to clean up and, and also to share the good news of Jesus down there. Um, we also do humanitarian aid work, which is in conduct, conjunction with Wells Home and, and World Missions. So this is, this is helping people who are in need all around the world in our mission fields. So everything from from food support to clean drinking water to mosquito nets for people who are in uh, high malarial areas to vocational training for people so that they are able to make a living and all those kinds of things. That's the second thing we do. And the the third activity that we're regularly engaged in is personal financial grants. So when when someone in one of our congregations, whether it's a a member uh, or perhaps a, a prospective member of the congregation, is going through a difficult time, a, a big crisis in life. So for example, a, a medical crisis or just some kind of a financial difficulty, maybe a lost job and needs some help. We partner with the congregation to uh, to help those people through that tough time. And how do you figure out which projects, which relief efforts are going to take a uh, priority uh, where you're going to shovel money toward or effort to or put on the project uh, roadmap? How do you, there's obviously no end to opportunities. Uh, how do you figure that out? Yeah. So if you ever watched the show MASH, you're probably familiar with the, the concept of triage, right? Mm-hmm. Where they they bring all the wounded in and figure out who's bleeding the worst, who's hurt the worst, and who needs the most help. That That's kind of a process that we go through, obviously not with wounded, but with, with people who are hurting for other reasons. Um, th- that's a big thing. The, the other thing that um, kind of, li- you could say it limits us, or maybe you could say it focuses us, is that particularly for disaster relief, we are really only able to serve in areas where we have congregations. Uh, because when it comes to disaster relief, we need that congregation as a home base from which to train and support, uh, to feed and house and all those things. Our volunteers who are, are helping those who are hurting, getting getting cleaned up after that disaster. But it's also the, the, the launching point uh, from which we uh, we launch the, the the gospel portion of what we do, and that's you know not only helping people with physical needs, but bringing them spiritual comfort in Jesus. And uh, really important to have that congregation so that we can follow up um, on the opportunities that God lays before us whenever we have a a disaster relief deployment. I assume that is something very specific to the game plan going in. Is the end game is you know how to how to share that great news uh, that yeah we're here to help you physically, but more important, we've got a great spiritual and you know eternal message. So that's yeah. 
part of the uh, part of your process procedure? Uh, you know, how do we get there? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how when when people have been through the the trauma of a disaster, and it really is a, a traumatic thing, it's amazing how open their their uh, minds and hearts are to just listening, especially to people who have shown that they care mm-hmm. uh, by coming in and loving them. And I, I think sometimes our volunteers might get a little frustrated because they don't get that that amazing, open, obvious opportunity to really share Jesus with somebody. And I always just tell them, keep in mind, you, you've planted a seed already. Um, you've shown those folks that you love them and uh, wait for those opportunities to come because they so often do. So I had to giggle a little when Martin said that your job was, the job you took was stationary at the CMM there in uh, Waukesha, because I know the truth, because I follow Christian Aid and Relief on Facebook. And so I see the pictures from all over the country. You are just everywhere. It's amazing. And I'm just curious if there are particular stories or um, things that you've been involved in that stand out to you that that represent well the work that's being done by Christian Aid and Relief? You know, I would say there's there's no one particular story that stands out. Um, we've got a great Wells Connection video coming out in March that tells the story of a couple down uh, in uh, North Fort Myers. Um, and the the destruction that they faced with, as their home flooded with the storm surge after Ian, and and really just highlighting their their faith and their trust in the Lord to see him through a very difficult time. And and, and that kind of story, they were highlighting one on Wells Connection, but it it just repeats over and over again. The, the other thing that's noticeable, especially in disaster relief, is when you're out and we've got all our you know bright colored T-shirts on identifying us as well as Christian Aid and Relief volunteers. And, and people will stop you and say, who are you guys? And, and what are you doing here? You're all the way from Wisconsin. Because sometimes we have volunteers from quite a ways away. And they're just blown away that perfect strangers will come and help them. They're also blown away that people will come and help them and not ask for anything in return. We, we often get the question when we go to someone's home and to see if we can help them clean up the downed trees and debris and whatever. Well, how much? You know, how much? totally free of charge. You have to sign a waiver, <laughs> a liability <laughs> waiver uh, for just our protection. But other than that, I mean, it's obviously absolutely free of charge and people are people are blown away by that. The, the other thing I experience is, is I have the privilege of going out as the director and as a pastor too, I get to preach in congregations and then give a presentation on our work. And uh, I always ask the question, um, you know, uh, raise your hand if you are if you are confident that you know a lot about Wells Christian Aid and Relief. And uh, uh, we get a couple of hands usually. And, and raise your hand if you think you know a little bit about this ministry. You've heard of it. And I get a few more hands. And then I say to people, Christian Aid and Relief, raise your hand. And uh, that's when I get the most hands. In spite of, you know, lots of efforts through all of our media uh, to, to get the word out. A lot of people just don't know about the work that we do and, and being able to go and talk to people. And uh, most of the time when I leave, they're really excited to know that we are doing this kind of work and they, they want to get involved in some way. Uh, so that's just, it's just a, a fun thing to be involved mm-hmm. in. Great segue into my next question. Yeah. You know, obviously, Christmas time is a, a time for compassion, you know, the greatest act of compassion we ever saw, of course. Uh, you get to carry that on and carry that message. 
How can how can people get involved? You know, obviously, they can contribute, but uh, are there other ways that uh, you answer that question? And I'm sure you do get those questions about you know how do I get more involved with Christian Aid and Relief, this great ministry? Yeah, when I when I uh, do go out and make my presentations, I have a little section in which I say, "Here's how you can get involved and help." And you already mentioned one, and that is those uh, financial gifts. Um, Wells Christian Aid and Relief is not part of the synodical budget. We're supported entirely by, by over and above, above gifts from God's people. And, and, and God's people in the Wells have been so generous and have supported this ministry beautifully. So we appreciate that very much. The other thing I always ask people to do is pray. Um, pray that, that God would bless our ministry. And especially pray for the people that we serve. Because we're, we're serving people who are going through often one of the worst times in their life. And, and they're, they're hurting, and it's a struggle, and it's hard. And so just in general, to pray for everybody who's hurting and th that we get to serve. The, the third thing is, is volunteering. Um, and that's uh, basically being ready to help and serve when we have a disaster relief deployment somewhere. And uh, I always let people know we, we, we really try to utilize local volunteers as much as we can because they're just much easier to, to bring in and support and all those kinds of things. Um, so if, if you volunteer and, and you sign up and you don't get an email immediately that you get to go somewhere and help, don't be discouraged by that. If there's a disaster in your area, we, you very, may very well be called upon. Um, the other thing I tell people that is this, you know, we, we often show pictures of our volunteers with big hunks of wood on their shoulders or, or slinging a chainsaw. And uh, we don't expect people to always do that kind of, of heavy grunt work. I, I always let them know that, that, that our volunteers don't let me near a chainsaw. <laughs> that's, that's not my role. Um, and they just won't let me do it. So, and that's fine. Um, but we, you know, we need people who can, can cook. We need people who can clean. We need people who can, can drive around and bring supplies to people. We need people who can, can visit our volunteers and, and encourage them and make sure that they're taking breaks and drinking water and having a granola bar so that they, they, you know, stay, stay fresh and sharp and all those kinds of things. Uh, you know, we need people who can pack things up for us in boxes. And I mean, there's just all kinds of things that are needed. People who can go out and visit um, and follow up on places where we've we've served a, a, a home and a family and go follow up and say, hey, how are you guys doing? You know, that that's really important, especially for that that connection to the mm -hmm. community and to the church. And that's something we really want to we really want to encourage through this. I assume you have a playbook and you provide training as necessary. So you're not just uh, throwing them, throwing them in and hoping they can figure it out. You've got uh, you've got some good stuff that. Uh, they can take a hold of and, and feel comfortable with. Yeah, you know, actually, right now we're we're in the midst of uh, of really designing our training program. Uh, we we really want to do pre training. We want to have training sessions, kind of all out around the wells, um, to give people a, a good basic training in disaster relief work before they ever show up on a a deployment site. Um, we're working with a, a task force. We formed a task force of uh, Wells people from around the Synod, um, uh, got a guy from Connecticut and people from Alabama and Texas and all over the place. And we're working through the process of designing that training program. Um, and uh, we're hoping in the, in the next couple of years to really begin rolling that out and beginning those trainings. Um, the other thing that, 
that we've done that may be of more interest to your your tech audience is that we've launched a new website. Um, we we contracted with a company called Galaxy Digital that provides a, a framework uh, specifically for disaster relief organizations for managing volunteers and deployments and opportunities and tracking things like hours given and all those kinds of things. Um, and uh, you can find that and you can volunteer at wellsdisasterrelief.net. Um, and uh, we even do through that, we do background checks because we want to be able to assure the people that we're serving that uh, our volunteers are of the highest quality and are, are going to you know, be safe to work around your kids and around your personal belongings and all those kinds of things. So part of our new system is already kind of up and operating, but we've still got a ways to go as we develop um, our, our systems for disaster relief. Really exciting things. Um, you mentioned the website. We'll repeat wellsdisasterrelief.net. We'll have a link to that in our Thank show you. notes. Um, are there other ways for people to find out more? Is that the best route or maybe the Facebook page is something they can follow too? Or The, the Facebook page is really good to follow. That's where you're going to get the most updates. That Facebook page is also linked to our page on uh, the Wells website. So if you go to wells.net slash relief, um, you'll find more information there as well. And uh, eventually, um, we're going to be hosting on that wells.net slash relief, a kind of a, a repository of all of our disaster training materials, uh, our, our links to videos that, that help prepare people to, for a deployment and all those kinds of things. All of that's still in development. And uh, I'm finding out, I, I told you this was a new thing for me and a chance to grow. I'm finding out that those things are not easy and they take a lot of time and attention as you, I'm sure you know very, very well. Um, so we're working hard to develop that. And uh, like I said, in the next couple of years, we want to have that all done and kind of rolled out and uh, really have a, a more robust system, if you will, for handling these things in the future. Wonderful. Well, you certainly have our prayers, Dan, and and uh, I'm sure many across the Senate, uh, especially those that are affected or who have been involved in these very rewarding projects, I'm sure. Um, so thank you for what you do, taking uh, the time with us and, you know, taking this direction in your career, your uh, pastoral career is a, a blessing to us too. First full-time, well, I shouldn't say first, full, full-time pastor, you know, in that position, correct? Right. Yeah, That's so. correct. Yep. Very good. Thank you for doing that. Well, thanks that. for the opportunity to talk to you a little bit about uh, what we do. I appreciate it. Sally, do we have anything else to share today with our, you know, our, our last show before the Christmas celebration? Yeah, definitely. Um, I made mention of our show notes page that's at wellstech.wells.net. If you haven't, haven't been there recently, you can find all kinds of ways to communicate with us and a whole history of 15 years of Wells Tech. Um, and this particular show is going to have a beautiful video we found from Martin Luther College College Choir singing very simply Away in a Manger. And if you're not in the Christmas spirit, that'll definitely get you there. So get check there. out the video on the show notes page. Okay. And we will come back after Christmas with one of our uh, favorite shows, and that's the best of 2022. Favorite interviews, favorite uh, picks and tips of the year, all kinds of good stuff. So kind of a year-end wrap-up in uh, show 697. So 
please come back and do that again. Our thanks again to Pastor Dan Sims, Director of Wells Christian Aid and Relief, for joining us this week. And thanks to everybody tuning in. We really appreciate the time. You have many choices with that time, and we're really pleased that you decided to to spend a few minutes with us. So thank you for doing that, and have a very blessed Christmas. Bye-bye, everybody.